Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to yet another week. It is Monday, the 8th day of August, 2022. 8-8, Big J. Oh, no. That's what the numbers say. What they mean is up to you and your collective beliefs, I suppose. Well, welcome to another week. We have a show planned for you that is limited to, but will include a bearded badass today. We have a concert announcement for you happening this morning, and it's a biggie. And we also have a chance for you to go check out some 41 and Simple Plan at the Rev Center, which is coming up a little bit later on this month, the 16th to be specific. So that should be fun as well. How was the weekend, Big J? Don't mince words. Uh, it was busy. Well, Saturday was busy doing uh, work stuff, Pop Evil, hanging out with those guys. Um, and then, uh, and then other than that, yesterday, I just, man, I had a, my neck hurt. Your neck, so, your back? Yeah, and that, too. All just, uh, I don't know, just kept me down. The weekend and keeping up to you? So, uh, do you spend the days when that happens in the Tempur-Pedic? Yes. Just relaxing yeah. and yeah, not like, limiting mobility? It's like my own back to tank. <laughs> yeah. You know, after day of battle or whatever. Yeah, you just I, I, douse I, yourself in water yeah. and spend yourself in the uh, in the Tempur-Pedic. Good for you, man. Well, hopefully, does it feel any better today after a day of rest? Yes, it does. I like that very much. On top of that, you had some salmon feed action on Friday. How did that go down? Oh, Tempur-Pedic? great, man. It's great. It's awesome. A ton of people show up? A ton of people and uh, just, you know, uh, the uh, entire Meridian Fire Department there, awesome people. And just it was great to be able to be out there and do what we can to help out. Always nice to give a little bit back to the community, and the Meridian Firefighters certainly have done that, and hopefully it was fun for all parties involved. So, we have a busy week, as we are now less than two weeks away from X-Fest as well, so get ready to get ready for that fun and excitement as we are rocking and rolling, but we have to get started with some music to make sure the show is rocking and rolling as well. Red Hot Chili Peppers kicking things off here this morning on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on The X. Nick and Big J. A reminder, everybody, head on a swivel. There was an incident on the Boise River on Saturday afternoon that the Boise Fire Department had to respond to as they were patrolling from the bank. Uh, basically, to be forced into action after people were, were jumping off of the Baybrook Bridge into the Boise River. Already not a great idea. Uh, it's a little bit high. The Boise River is not exactly incredibly deep. And, of course, as uh, somebody was jumping off of that particular bridge, they did a backflip. They landed on a raft with a bunch of people in it and knocked some people off the raft, hurt them and themselves, had to go to a hospital on Saturday afternoon, conditions unknown. So don't know how serious the injuries were to the people. They want to let you know that it is actually legal to jump off that bridge as long as you land 50 feet away from rafters. But that is not something that happened, obviously, on Saturday. So please keep that in mind. But also, like, 
I mean, I want to say that it was a normal account, that maybe it was an accident, but also there were a lot of phones at hand, I guess. I don't know if they were doing it for clout and then just went sideways, or they were doing it for the gram or TikTok or whatever, and things didn't work out. But the idea, I guess, is make sure there's nobody going down the river if you're going to jump off the bridge, and make sure you're careful in when you do that, because you kind of saw an example, and of course there's video of it of people getting knocked off the ramp and him landing on the raft. So please, guys, watch out. Everybody wants to float the river and be cool and stay cool in the summertime. Nobody wants to get, you know, a major concussion because of it or head injury, you understand? Yeah. Or a broken limb because somebody decided to jump off the bridge at the wrong time. So please, paralyzed. be careful. Kareem Hunt is a running back for the Cleveland Browns. How long that is left to be is left to be seen. He uh, practiced on Sunday. Now he's demanded a trade because he's uh, been holding in the last couple of days. And then he said he wanted a long-term contract with the Cleveland Browns, who already have Nick Chubb on the Listen. roster. And they're like, we're good. And then he's like, well, then trade me. But you can only have one bad character guy on a team, offensive side or defensive. Per, Browns have per, plenty of those. Yeah. They, they well, they have one quarter. big one. He That's, was the bad guy until the offseason. Yes, until Deshaun Watson showed up. But uh, he was the NFL's leading rusher in 2017. He signed a two-year, $12 million contract extension in 2020. He's in the final year of that deal. But, I mean, the bad news for him is not exactly a high demand for really pricey running backs in today's NFL. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, we learned anything. It's like, hey, the draft's here. We got a couple. They'll be great. Right. We don't even know how great they are yet. And the second you sign a uh, a running back to an expensive deal, that contract becomes an albatross in your salary cap. See Dallas Cowboys, Carolina Panthers, all those guys that are dealing with the fallout now from signing big contracts for their running backs when they realize that, uh, I, you know, number one, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's amazing when he's healthy, but he just hasn't been since he signed that contract. And Ezekiel Elliott has not been the player that he was leading up to that contract extension. So you can under- plus, you know, the Browns already have a legitimate number one. I mean, you're not going to sign your backup running back. Well, he's not really a backup. They certainly split carries, but they don't need to, I guess, is my point with Nick Chubb on the roster. I'm not, I don't know where they're going to go or what he's going to do, but I don't know if he's going to get that money he's looking for. We could have a, uh, a Le'Veon Bell situation here where he thought he was worth a ridiculous amount of money for the Steelers. Steelers were like, no, nah, we're good. And then he didn't play, and guess what? Uh, went to the Jets, and then he was never heard from again. <laughs> that did work out very well. We could have a situation like that once again. Bullet Train was the number one movie at the box office this weekend. It received $30.1 million. Uh, that's pretty good. Some expected to crack the $100 million mark domestically. Uh, pretty uh, nice idea for a action film, so that was pretty good. An R-rated one at that. League of Super Pets, number two. Nope, number three. Thor, number four. Minions, number five at the box office this weekend. So if you saw a movie, it was probably one of those five, because really, that's all that's playing at the multiplex these days. The big budget releases. Sorry, it's true. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour. Morning after with Nick and Big J, and I tell you what, Big J, there is something going on that I probably need to come clean on. It's and about that time. Is uh, I am, I know I don't look forty-five. I feel forty-five internally, but coming up in October, yeah. I'm going to be forty-five. Yeah, now. you look fifty. And uh, I am one. I'm having one of those situations where I, I'm now realizing my age because I'm becoming somebody and doing things that I 
just didn't think I would ever do. And one of the things that came, it's not like a new realization, but I finally just like admitted it to myself this weekend as I once again purchased something that I never thought I would perform oh, or purchase. Oh. Uh, and it's now my fourth uh, item of this particular type that I have purchased. So I've become that guy. And that is... I'm a slipper wearer at home. And, like, I never thought, like, <laughs> whenever I was a kid and I was young, I just, like, I I, I I always assumed that that was, like, an old person thing. Like, somebody that walked around yeah, their is. house. Like, how should, exactly, it is. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. There is. It is. But I was, you know, a kid or I was, you know, a teenager or in my 20s or 30s, hell, even part of my 40s, walking around my own house in socks or bare feet did not matter. But uh, my life changed, I want to say, well, it had to be around October of last year because uh, that is when I got the puppy. And so we were going outside a bunch and it was cold. And I was like, man, I don't want to be walking outside in my stocking feet or in the snow and then coming back in. So I bought a pair of slippers so that I could, you know, walk outside and do that kind of stuff. And then I was like, oh, man, these are <laughs> Fantastic! What have I been doing and what have I been missing out on? Since that point, I have gone through three pairs of slippers, including the ones that you bought me. I didn't even know if you knew I was a slipper guy when you purchased those for me for either it was Christmas or my birthday. I cannot remember. I just figured you would be. But they were they were Packer slippers that you bought me. And uh, they have since been, <laughs> been run through. And now, uh, but like I have spent decent money on these i have bought memory foam slippers Whoa. like they are they are fantastic when you say money yeah what are we talking well here? i mean not not as much as shoes but like you know i, I i'm not buying the three dollar walmart slippers i right. guess is my point you're not buying shower correct i'm not buying flip-flops there's a difference yeah. between flip-flops and slippers yes. as well and so i i am wearing the full-on like old man slippers but i will say this they are magnificent. I, I it's one of those deals where I just didn't know what I was missing until I had a chance to do it and I just had this like this image in my head of that is admitting that you are old. But listen, here's I'm old, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's at to a point now where I, I realize that I'm going to have to make some concessions if I want to live a comfortable life going forward. And this is one of those things where yes, of course I can still walk around in my bare feet and I can walk around in socks and not have an issue with it. But it's so much better in slippers, man. Enjoy it, man. But it's also like, I, I feel like I am overcoming a hill that I don't want to overcome. And that, that is, I'm realizing I'm headed into, uh, it's only downhill from here, I guess is my point. And uh, it's not going to be a pleasant journey of that, I'm certain, but I'm going to try to make it as comfortable on my feet as I can. But I was, as I was clicking the add to cart button yesterday, I was like, I'm a freaking slipper guy, man. When did this happen? And then I traced it back and I'm like, well, it happened in October, but how did I turn into like, now I'm always wearing them. Oh, the second I get home, my shoes come off and my slippers go on. And I'm like, this is, this is me now. This just own it, man. But I it, am. But it's a mindset, Dub. It, just because you're wearing slippers, no, it doesn't make you old man. Uh, kind of no. does. What no. does? I mean, I guess Your because I'm playing does. my PS5 in my slippers, that, that makes me a little bit no, younger? No, that makes you a refined young man. <laughs> Middle-aged man. 
That I certainly am. But I am I am leaning into my elderly. Almost bougie. I mean, that's really what it's about. I suppose you're right. I mean, there could, there's an air. But I mean, listen, if you see the, it's not like these are like Reebok pump slippers. I'm not spending a ridiculous amount of money yet. on them. Yes, that may come as I hit my <laughs> 60s. There's no doubt about it. But as of right now, I'm just hitting the like super comfy memory foam slippers. But they are and have been a game changer. And I like them very much. And if you are one of those people that were like me, that were like, nah, dude, that that's just that that's like old man look. And you're right. I mean, listen, there's nothing cool about them. They don't look cool. I don't look cool in them. They're not something that I would wear out of the house. But damn it if they're not comfortable and damn it if they're not a game changer. So sometimes you have to, and again, it was just like a pure impulse buy that made me do yeah. it. I didn't think I would use them other than taking the dog out. But now they have become a permanent aspect of my life, and I have to own up to it and admit to it that I I either am a slipper guy or I am headed uh, 80 miles an hour towards elderly numb, and I, that's okay with me. I'm all right with it. As long as they feel as comfortable as they feel, I can handle it. I'm there okay you go. with it. But uh, So those of you that are on the fence, do you wear slippers? No. You're not a slippers no. guy. Do you walk around with your bare feet or do you wear socks at home? Which, whichever I may be. I try not to walk around with socks on because socks keep me hot. So, <laughs> And you've also had some incidents with socks in your home as well. If I remember correctly, you were on the phone with somebody and you you slipped and fell, fallen. Oh, yeah. Depending of- on the sock, we have hardwood floors. And, yeah, I'll lose my footing every time because it's a weight mass issue. <laughs> And so you need the traction. I need the traction of my bare so, feet. And that's that's my biggest issue too. Here and this is again diving deep into the slipper talk. Uh, the reason why I have to get rid of my slippers is because I lose the traction of it on my hardwood floors after a while because I wear them so damn much. I wear them down. So now you know. Be a slipper wearer if you want to. It's fine. I'm gonna own up to it and I'm gonna be proud of it. I'm gonna wear that badge of courage uh, and honor as anybody should. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bearded badass them next on the X-Rocks. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And if you got a majestic beard and uh, need to have that trimmed up a little bit, or maybe you're looking for a nice haircut, then The Beardsmith can definitely help you out with that. Thebeardsmith.com. You can find all the awesome special stuff that they have going on, including beard grease, and you can make your appointments there as well. So you want to check it out. Today's Beard of Badass is easily one of the more accomplished men on the list. With Oscars for acting and producing, along with some amazing business acumen. His current beard mood is salt and pepper full face style. And I'm talking about George Clooney. Now, he didn't start out at the top at all. He worked his way through the 80s sitcoms like Facts of Life, Golden Girls, and Roseanne before landing that big breakout role in NBC's ER as Dr. Ross. Now, it wasn't long after that his career really caught fire. A next a leading role in a Tarantino-written movie directed by Robert Rodriguez in From Dust Till Dawn, and it would be just a matter of time before he left ER in the dust. Clooney starred in Out of Sight, directed by Steven Soderbergh, a collaboration that would be re- repeated several times down the road in the Danny Oceans movies, a franchise that saw the lights of Clooney and Brad Pitt creating a vortex of superstar actors that we've never really seen, producers, uh, and uh, Clooney wasn't just happy doing uh, the things that he uh 
liked in, when it came to acting, he also stepped into the director's chair. Uh, movies like Good Night and Good Luck, The Moment, The Monuments Men, and Ides of March under his belt. Those are some pretty good movies. He'd put himself into a position to really pick any roles or movies that he wanted to do. That comes in handy when your spare time is spent helping the United Nations with humanitarian aid. Clooney had never been shy about using his platform to further his belief about contributing to helping people around the world. Also, never afraid to give his political opinions agree or disagree. He has been highly effective. And as of 2022, Clooney is one of three people to have been nominated for Academy Awards in six different categories, a position chaired with Walt Disney and Alfonso Cuaron, and second only to Kenneth Branagh, and with Brad Pitt, is one of the only two actors to have won both the Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actor and Best Picture. Clooney was included on Time's annual Time 100 list, which identifies the most influential people in the world. Every year from 2006 to 2009, he uh, was up for that nomination. Now, in 2013, Clooney, along with a few business partners, they started a tequila brand called Casamigos. Now, they had never intended for it to become a viable tequila brand. They just wanted some tequila to enjoy drinking. It was their style of what they wanted. Well, four years later, they would sell it for just shy of $1 billion. Clooney has accomplished some amazing things, still strives to help people around the world and while his work in Hollywood has slowed down a bunch it hasn't stopped uh, he is working and directing a couple of projects due in the next year George Clooney is a bearded badass I was trying to think well, he's probably not most recognizable for having a beard but that certainly has come on later in his well, life well the but, w- a role he won uh, Academy Award in Syriana definitely had a beard in that one uh, what has he been doing the last couple of years I was trying to think of the last George Clooney movie that I saw and I can't even think of what it was yeah he's been doing some some stuff here and there uh, probably mostly setting up uh, is the first I'm trying to think of the, the the first movie he directed he's trying to turn that into a, a TV series so he's working on that good night and good luck no, no, no. There was one before that, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. I didn't put it into uh, the information there, but uh, he's turning that into a series, and then he's uh, directing a uh, movie right now as well. Top two so. George Clooney movies, Big J. Personal preference, go. Go uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Uh-huh. You can't go wrong with that. And uh, a movie that I've enjoyed and I've watched a couple times, Peacemaker. Ah, huh, very nice. Uh, I think his work with the Coen brothers is severely underrated. Uh, I like From Dust Till Dawn, number yeah. one, but Burn After Reading is a fantastic film as well. Yep. Brad Pitt is great in that, too. So, uh, congratulations. Welcome to the Hallowed Halls, Mr. George Clooney, a position certainly well-deserved. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, a part of an industry that thought was to be the future is pulling a college game day. Not so fast, my friend. Because something that peaked up really big during the pandemic has come crashing down to earth and there's a lot of places that are trying to figure out what the hell to do. That is the world of grocery delivery. Now, uh, before the pandemic hit in 2019, Americans were spending around $500 million annually on having their groceries delivered to them, which was considered to be fairly nice. It was a pretty cool service to have. But, of course, as the pandemic went up, that went to $3.4 billion was spent during the two years that we kind of were dealing with that. So that's, you know, a lot of money. Therefore, grocery stores started to sink a lot of money into it. They started to put a lot more kind of, I guess, emphasis on the delivery, making sure that it was speedy and something that was good for customers. And thanks to rising prices at the grocery store and gas and everything else, that money has kind of gone up as far as a feature to get that delivered to your house. So 
We are way back down. We're down in the last calendar year. We've spent only $300 million on it. So, in other words, grocery stores have lost their ass collectively on the grocery well, hey, store good. delivery it stuff. It evens out on the fact that they got us all in the end when it came to during the pandemic. Uh, while some people are still doing the grocery pickup, that remains popular. They're having some issues with that as well, and so a lot more people are just plain relying on going to the store themselves. Biggest complaint, Big J, when it comes to delivery or pickup? Any guess? Besides the prices, that was number one easily. Missing items or wrong items. Exactly. That's it. Like when you go and they replace something with you, almost always you end up being disappointed in what they've selected to replace your item with. And so when you're at the store, that's a decision you can make yourself. Either you go, you know what, skip that entirely, or I'll get something that I know that I'll like and not something that somebody assumes that I like. And it also has been happening with a ton of items. As a matter of fact, the average is about 20% of grocery store items are replaced in some Jeez. way, shape, or form, which is a very high number, but there's shortage of the grocery stores, and yep. so they have to make good decisions and stuff like that. And so that's it. I'll say this. As somebody that does not do the pickup and the delivery stuff, as, as somebody that still uh, does go to Old the grocery fashioned. store, yes, <laughs> I will be happy when this fad is over, only because, and again, this is just a pet peeve of mine, whenever I go to the grocery store, I feel like I have to maneuver around 75 grocery store employees that are shopping for other people with their big, gigantic carts yeah. that you can't get around, and I'm like, oh my god, there's another one? Jesus, they're everywhere. And so I know a lot of people apparently are doing them. But it has become fairly annoying to me to yeah. see them in every I mean, you're aisle. Really earning those slippers. <laughs> I don't. I don't use the slippers at the grocery. I store. I mean, no, I know, but the get off my lawn is continuing oh, yeah. to. Well, no, I don't mind it. I, I just get out of my way. It's just one of those things where it's like, God, man. I mean, geez, because you know they're almost always like setting up in the post of like the dairy aisle, or like they're ninety percent of the time they're in the way. Yeah. And because they have such huge gigantic carts, I don't blame them. They don't move them around a lot. I guess is my point. And so wherever they're going to be, they're going to stick and stay for a while. And so it's like, man, and I know, listen, I don't ever take it out on them. I know they're just doing their job. It's just one of those things that I say to myself. I'm like, holy mayday, they're everywhere. So (laughs) don't be surprised if the delivery options start to kind of dry up at the grocery store near you. As for now, the pickup groceries are still doing okay. But it may be one of those deals where they start to pivot again and head back into pre-COVID kind of world where they're like, everybody just assumes that you're going to do your grocery shopping in person. Big J, the Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson's three-game suspension was reduced to two after he reached a settlement with the league this weekend. He was suspended after his helmet made contact with an umpire during an argument about a strike call. And they don't tolerate uh, player and umpire contact in Major League Baseball, but... They reviewed the tape, and they're like, okay, let's let's take it down a notch. But still, he's out for two games. Rocco Bedelli could be out for a couple of games himself as he went postal after a pretty controversial call in the 10th inning yesterday of the Toronto Blue Jays' win over the Minnesota Twins. He got him ejected because uh, it was a play at the plate, and they called blocking the plate, and basically he was called out, but then they reviewed the call and called him safe, and that ended the game. Baldelli went nuts and got ejected from the game and then went nuts in his postgame presser and said a bunch of things that I doubt the Major League Baseball is going to enjoy, so he might be out some cash and maybe some games as well but as a baseball at least uh, at some point enthusiast I'll say it seems like a pretty bad call and Rocco's in the right but you still they don't like when you blast the game in your post game press conferences so I wouldn't be shocked if something comes down that way Big J we have to say rest in peace to a former star of Magnum P.I. 
Roger E. Mosley passed away on Sunday morning at the age of 83 years old, probably best known for his role as TC Big J Theodore Calvin in the Magnum P.I. television series. Uh, he didn't have a gigantic career, but he had a long one. I mean, he was on Love Boat and Night Gallery and Sanford and Son and the Rockford Files and The Life and Time of Grizzly Adams. He popped up on an episode of Starsky and Hutch, made some movies as well, but uh, certainly best remembered as TC in the Magnum P.I. series. Hard to believe he was 83 years old. Uh, that would have put him at about 50 when the show came out, Big J, which is crazy. When you yeah. Think about it. But uh, very uh, definitely fantastic in that role. So rest in peace to Roger E. Mosley. Will you watch the Magnum P.I. in remembrance, sir? Possibly. That's the way I like it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your We're Going to Hell story coming up here in a second. Hold tight. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Today's We're Going to Hell story comes to us from Florida and is a reminder that we all need to maybe work a little harder on our excuses. I know sometimes when you're caught in the midst of something that you know you shouldn't be doing, your mind isn't exactly firing on all cylinders, but still got to do better than trying to make up something that is pretty much not true and then hope that somebody buys buys it, especially if you are in an alley in Florida at around 4 o'clock in the morning and you're doing meth, Big J. Oh. It's just... It's just going to be tough to explain that away. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But Enzo Cardazzo, who's 31 years old, tried to do exactly that when uh, basically uh, the cops were on patrol. They saw somebody leaning up against a dumpster in an alley, and so they wanted to make sure he was okay. As officer approached, he had a glass pipe at his lips, and he was getting ready to spark up some meth, and the police said, hey, man, what's going on? And his, his only response after being quite startled was, Big J, quote, Meth, I'm doing meth. Meth is legal now. <laughs> and the cops said, I got some bad news for you, man. No, 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 it's this not. This is different looking marijuana. Uh, as it turns out, as ass backwards and awful as Florida is, meth still uh, considered a crime in the free state of Florida. And so he was busted on felony drug possession charge and a misdemeanor count of resisting police because he put up a fight for a little bit, but it didn't work out for him. Now, the other part of it was he he tried to kind of explain it away, saying like this, you know, he he wouldn't even have touched the stuff if he didn't know it was if, if it was still illegal. He thought he was doing OK. And, you know, clearly he was just trying to go further down that rabble hole into that lie in that world that he created. But uh, just a quick run of his identification showed that this gentleman had been arrested uh, multiple times for possession of methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. So not only was it probably not his first time doing meth, it wasn't even his first time being arrested for doing meth. So, you know, these are all facts that are fairly easily checked. And so when you're coming up with a story or BSing or trying to get out of a particular world of trouble... Uh, you may want to make sure you don't make it worse for yourself in the process, as this gentleman did. He was arrested, booked into jail, uh, set a bail at twenty-one fifty. He did not get out, Big J, because nobody knows has the $2,000 they want to put up for him to get out of jail. So he is going to be in jail for a while as he awaits his trial and probably will be put in jail for a little while. Because, again, this is his, I believe, third meth conviction. And three strikes and you're out, Big Damn. J, in some cases. So... Watch out, man. And no matter where you are, 
while we tend to be legalizing some things, uh, meth is not very high on that list of things not. That, uh, that states want to find a path to legalize. There are some things out there that have that path. I don't think methamphetamine is one of them. So a reminder, uh, forever illegal, not good, highly addictive. And how many times did you try meth, Big J? Never. Not yeah. once. Not even once. As the motto has been burned into our memory. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thank you, Florida, for another high-quality story. That's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the x Rocks. That's Green Day. That is Longview here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I realize asking you this question could be a loaded one, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, can you, you've been in the business for a long time. You've worked here for a very long time, but you yeah. also did some things before radio. Sure. In your career, have you ever had a really, really bad manager? Like somebody that was really bad at what they did and made that job significantly worse? Uh, significantly worse. Um... Doesn't have to be radio. I'm talking about maybe at Avis. I'm talking about yeah, no, no. Burger King days. Uh, Yes, Burger King. You had a bad manager, Burger King. Yeah, that guy was a POS. And uh, did it... That's the job you got fired from, right? Yes, yeah. Well, I was on a probationary thing, and... (laughs) Yeah. You know, the 90 days probation. That's right. Uh, And So did you make it all 90, and they're like, we just don't want to continue your employment? No, let me explain the circumstances, (laughs) okay? Okay. So I was hired, and it was my first official job. I'd done some, you know, odd jobs and things like that before, Uh but it was my first official job, and... Right before, right during the interview, I had stated in that interview, listen, I have a leadership retreat coming up this certain time. I need that time off. I'll be happy to take this job, but I need that time off. Okay, no problem. So uh, I get hired, and uh, as we're going through, first thing, we're doing orientation, and I'm learning about all this stuff that's working. I immediately ask about the scheduling, and you know, and then the, the week that I was supposed to be off. Oh, look, I'm working that week. And so I said, "Hey, listen, there's a part of you know the fact that I got hired here. I said I need these days off." And my manager was like, "Well, listen, just find somebody to fill in for you, no problem." I found somebody to fill in, to, in for me, and that manager was like, "You know what? They can't because they're a daytime manager. They can't work for you." Okay. And I'm like, okay, so guess what? I show up to work. I said, oh, you know what? I, 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 I'm I, signed to work. I'm not going to be able to go to my leadership thing. I come into work and I get there and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm scheduled to work. No, you're not. And I'm like, bleep this. And so I, I leave. And then uh, and, and then the scheduling just got even crazier after that. Did you go to your leadership retreat then, then? No. Oh. And then the next day I come in, or the next time I come in, uh, they they said, oh, hey, you need to talk to the manager. I was fired. Okay. On the spot because they said I didn't show up to work. And I was just bef- Livid, I sure. was just beside myself. I mean, like, this is ridiculous. Have you no ever- wonder nobody wants to work in fast food. Have you ever worked at a job where the manager made you want to quit or you did quit because of it? Yeah, for a while there was a particular person that was the, was in charge around here that I didn't really feel like I, I mean, uh, it was give and take. But you never left the job, no, right? No, But you talked about it and I thought persevered. about it. I persevered. I persevered. You battled through. Uh, about 57% of people out there in the workforce uh, did leave a job specifically due to their manager. Uh, 70% of the job variance we see in the market at any given time usually is because they've had some disagreements with their management. So uh, really, and management skills is a pretty good thing to have. And if you have a bad one, it certainly impacts the way that you treat the job and how you act with it.
Uh, I had I have never quit a job because of a manager, but I've certainly had a really really bad manager as well. Uh, did you ever figure out what happened with uh, the person that, uh, that 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 was the leader at Burger King? Did you ever like, uh, keep no, tabs on no. him? No, why would I do uh, that? The worst the worst boss I ever had. Uh, and I'm not going to mention any names for various reasons, but uh, he was the program director at a uh, I worked at a top 40 station in Phoenix when I was really just first starting out and you know I was a young kid so I was happy to have the opportunity in a fairly large market so I pretty much followed orders as I was supposed to just because I didn't want to screw up the opportunity that I was given but as I as I went along with that job I realized that uh, this person really had no business being in this position wasn't very good at it and and certainly uh, wasn't good at this particular job and so I, I got out of there with an opportunity I never really left because of the manager but I, it was one of those deals where I was like this dude was so like I felt incompetent at his job uh, that I was just I just kind of wanted to see what happened and he had one of those careers where he just failed upward oh, you know what God. I'm saying yeah. like it drove me bleeping right. crazy to see him like go from one job to the next he eventually ended up with a record label no BS and then was like the head of promotion for a record label Ugh. on so and I was like oh, oh my man. god and then he he quit to become a stand-up comedian so I, he's like a podcaster slash stand-up comedian now and Michael I, Rappaport everybody <laughs> no oh. no he was an actor Michael was an actor but I I actually I don't know what made me think because I think I saw his name in the news when he left his record job and so I went to his like Instagram page to see like some of his comedy yeah awful like some of the worst unfunniest stuff that i've ever seen but he's got a bunch of followers so what do i know you know i mean i don't know what that means or if he's successful and he actually tours as a comedian so maybe people pay to see him but i will let you know if he ever comes to yeah hopefully he comes to the lounge and he has to come in here on a friday morning and then we assault him beat him to death but uh, it's funny story too. We actually ended up uh, again working in the same city, like ten years down the road. He worked across the street from a station that I worked at in Sacramento, and oh, I got man. to beat the living piss out of him ratings every uh, time. It was really cool. But a reminder that uh, having a good manager is a good thing. Having a bad manager can certainly lead you to things. But it also, uh, you never know. It could create like a weird rivalry that one person doesn't even know they're in. Kind of like my situation, Big J. I'm sure this dude hasn't given me a second thought since the word go, but uh, yet I, I uh, continually root for his demise just because he's not very good at things, but it has yet to come, Big J, so maybe one day it will. But as for now, uh, he leads one to nothing. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves a chance to do some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdowns coming up too. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on? Today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Once again, I am reminding you, step up your password game, old man. It's becoming easier and easier for people to hack into your stuff, not just because of technology, but because we're pretty steadfast in our password game. My, my, and as we get older, that doesn't change anything. And now they're reminding you that uh, the kind of things that you want to avoid category has gotten bigger. You know, we've already said you probably shouldn't use the word password as your password. Uh, You probably shouldn't use any real pertinent personal information in your passwords either, like your date of birth or your mother's maiden name or things like that. That's not smart. But the easiest way to hack you apparently now 
is uh, apparently about 60% of people that have some sort of pet use their pet's password or their animal's name in their passwords somewhere, somehow. And that makes it easy to hack into their account because usually if you have a pet, you're posting about them on social media and their name is somewhat attached to it. And so they're able to track that down and crack your code, if you will. So if you do have a pet or they also say and a child that you use your name and their passwords or their, their name and your passwords, you should stop doing that. It's putting you at risk and your stuff. So you've got about 15 different animals, Big J. Any of the pets' names make their way into a password? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should probably stop doing that then. I don't know. Seems like it's worked out so far. Uh, By generation, uh, the older you are, the easier it is for your passwords to be hacked. And the younger you are, you have stronger passwords. So there's that. We're learning our lesson, or at least we're passing it down to our children that you need to have complicated passwords, but doing a piss poor job ourselves because we think we're better than them is what it really boils down to. So, just don't say we didn't warn you. If your stuff gets hacked or you can't break into something or your password gets changed or whatever, it's probably because you got a pet's name in there somewhere. I will say this, it does have a name of a pet, but it also has a jumble of numbers and uh, certain symbols. I don't know if you need to give anybody more hints. I'm just saying, good luck to you. I I challenge you. Don't do that either. Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt uh, practiced yesterday, but he is demanding a trade from the Browns as they refuse to give him a contract extension. He did sit out practice Friday and Saturday. The 27-year-old was the NFL's leading rusher in 2017. Back when he was with the Chiefs, is in the final season of a two-year, $12 million extension, but he wants more money. Oh, I'm locked out of my account. Ah, see, it didn't take very long. I know. But uh, keep that in mind going forward. Big J, a uh, weird slash sad story that happened over the weekend with a former guest of the morning after. Did oh, you see man. the yeah. Andrew stuff? Yeah, what happened? I, I don't know, because again, it's the internet, so I don't know how much of that stuff that I've seen is real or if it's fake and it's being passed off as real. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense, but a crazy story. Here's what we know. Anne Heche is in the hospital. She's in critical condition. She got into a really serious vehicle accident. Apparently, she was in a Mini Cooper and crashed into a garage and then uh, tried to flee that scene and then uh, was speeding down the road at a high rate of speed and then crashed into a house resulting in a fiery accident and her having to get pulled out of the car. She was stuck in there as her car caught on fire. Nobody else was in the house. Nobody else was injured in the actual accident outside of Anne Hache. So I suppose that's the good news. But the woman who lived inside the home was in shock. So obviously that makes sense. But then like I'm seeing the footage of stuff online of like a car speeding past. And then did you see the footage of somebody getting wheeled into an ambulance and then like zipping away out of a bag? And then it's saying it was Anne Heche. Like that's the kind of stuff that I don't know is real. Yeah. Like, you know, she has had some very publicized battles with mental illness and having some issues in that world. And so, you know, you don't know what's going on or what happened, but like it was a weird, freaky story that we're not sure. And hopefully she makes it out of, but we're not sure she's going. And I'd seen somewhere that she had left a podcast, like a wine podcast. Yeah, but I don't know if that happened the same day. That's the thing with the internet. Like, you never know if any of that stuff is actually related to the story. Exactly. And I don't know if the footage I saw of what's supposed to be Anne Heche crawling out of the back of an ambulance is actually her, or it's, like, from some movie or or something. Or it's Ambulance 2. Who knows? Right. I mean, I don't know how much of that stuff is real, but it's a 
real sad story that got happened that happened over the weekend and we'll keep you updated on it but um yeah it's uh, it's not good morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff nick and big j yep and we've got uh some uh nice things for you ticket wise because next tuesday coming to the revolution house concert and event center some 41 in simple plan so uh dip back into the late 90s friends and enjoy as we'll hook you up with these if you can beat nick in pop culture smackdown that had to be the 2000s by the way didn't it late 90s into the early 2000s 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play for these tickets but they will be free if you can win pop culture smackdown Big J, you got some questions? I do. You got what it takes? I do. We'll see. Hello, The X. Oh, that ain't gonna work. Good morning, The X. My friend, how are you? Good, buddy. What's your name? John. All right, John. Good All right, John. Hey, what city is the NFL Hall of Fame located in? Is it Cooperstown, Cleveland, or Canton? Cleveland? That would be the rock and roll. Hall of Fame. Sorry, man. Thanks for playing, John. We appreciate you. Hello, The X. Hi. Hey, Big J's got a question for you. What city is the sure. NFL Hall of Fame located in? Is it Cooperstown, Cleveland, or Canton? Cleveland. Nope. That is the Wrong. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hello, The X. What's going on? I do, man. Good. What city is the NFL Hall of Fame located in? Is it Cooperstown, Cleveland, or Canton? I believe it's Cleveland. Cleveland rocks, rocks, but not footballing. Everybody thinks it's Cleveland. Hello, the X. Wrong. Good man. The answer is Cooperstown. Oh, oh. wrong. Baseball. I didn't realize. God, sports so dumb. By proper, by uh, by power of omission, we should have an answer now. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, do you need the question again, or do you know what it is? Uh, what's the question? Oh. The question is. What is the N- what what city is the NFL Hall of Fame located in? Is it Cooperstown, Cleveland, or Canton? Cooperstown. Man. Wrong. It truly is the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley. I mean, come on! Hello, the X. Is it uh, the third one? Canton? There you go. Canton. Right. <laughs> Canton, Ohio right. is correct. Uh, Nick. Thank you, by the way. No yes. doubt you know this name. No doubt. Gwen Newman. From Seinfeld. Yes. What's the actor's real name? Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is correct. Thank God, you're a Seinfeld fan. Uh, uh, Hey, this late 70s to 80s TV show featured partners Ponch and John patrolling the highways on their motorbikes. Chips. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Although Big J says it better. How do you say it? Chips. You usually go, chips. Chips. Exactly. There you go. Hey, Nick, Michael Shannon. You yeah, like him? I do. He starred as Maynard, a beloved local businessman in a mistaken for in who's mistaken for a legendary Bigfoot during an inebriated romp through a town in a makeshift gorilla costume. Streaming dumbass movie from the past. What is it called? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember the description of it. I remember uh, you selecting it. I remember you watching it and saying it was uh, okay. I believe, but not great. But I could not tell you what the name of this movie was. I never saw it myself, so I don't even have a clue. What's it called? 
Pottersville. Potter, yeah. Never <laughs> ever saw it. Never would have Friday, Friday was Michael Shannon's birthday. Congratulations, birthday. man. You got yourself all hooked up with some Sum 41 and uh, Simple Plan tickets for the Rev Center coming up next week. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good you to go. You never watched that movie? Never. I figured you'd go. You no. should see it. No. I, but you didn't even like it that much. Yeah, I then watched it again. I liked it better. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, we got your headlines. They're happening next on the X-Rocks. Nick and Big J. We are officially less than two weeks away from X-Fest 22, everybody. So if you want to get your tickets, we're going to give you several chances over the next couple of weeks to do that. Another shot coming up with an X-Fest ticket hit this Wednesday night. Eight o'clock it ends, six o'clock it starts, or six to eight if you want to read that normally. At Slick's Bar, 525 Carcher Road in Nampa. Got $2 quarters lights and a bike wash Wednesday night. So come on out to Slick's on Wednesday night. This Wednesday, 6 to 8, live broadcast of the X. And a chance to win a ticket hit and tickets to X-Fest 22, which is going to be awesome. Headlines are as follows. Treasure hunt, bad form, or happy Thanksgiving? Treasure hunt. Thousands of artifacts have finally been brought to the surface. A treasure from a 17th century Spanish shipwreck has been retrieved from the northern Bahamas. Explorer Carl Allen is the gentleman that found it, said he and his team started pulling up jewels in July. They found a bunch of gold chains, some emeralds, and some amethysts were among the treasures that were uncovered. According to Allen, this is the mother load that uh, he thinks is down there, and there's more to come. They just got to keep going in that same spot. So these treasure stuff that you watch on the Discovery Channel, it could lead to some real stuff, man. Yeah. What you do with that, I don't know. I mean, you put it in a museum, you try to, you can't like, there's no black market for that. It's like Uncharted, right? Where you have to try to sell this stuff through uh, third parties and make a bunch I, of money on it. I don't know. You want publicity for it. That's part of it. So you're not going to go through back channels to try to get as much money as possible. You're just hoping other people finance your next treasure hunt digs, I suppose. But they found there's something. Some so there's some money in that. It somewhere. Obviously. Yeah, you're right. Probably in the TV shows that they get while they're hunting for it. Bad form or happy Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving. A truck driver in Florida is giving thanks that he is okay after his truck caught fire and burned all of his haul that he was going from one part of the state to the other. That haul, a bunch of frozen turkeys, Big J. Oh. The truck was driving on Interstate 4 near Sanford when it suddenly caught fire. The driver was able to pull it off the side of the road and get out before becoming entirely engulfed in flames. Firefighters were able to put out the blaze, but not before 10,000 frozen turkeys were overcooked. The cause of the fire is unknown, but it slowed down traffic for a bunch of hours while crews had to clean up the mess because, yeah, burnt turkeys are going to leave a little bit of a mess behind. Probably smelled good there for a second, though. Probably smelled like grandma cooking. And then, and then it just smelled like a bunch of fire. No good. And I'm sure that will impact, uh, I mean, 10,000 turkeys is a lot. Yeah, there goes the food supply chain for Thanksgiving. We'll be hearing about this again come November. You're right. Hey, remember that truck fire? (laughs) It was 10,000 frozen turkeys. Wrap it up with bad form. Uh, You've seen these probably over the course of the summer in your neighborhood or maybe even on your ride home. The lemonade stand. Kids put it on the side of the road. You know. Yeah. Where they're, you know. I drive right by them all the time. (laughs) Do you really? I don't have any money. They don't take cards. And if they got a little square thing to take a card, that's even more reason for me not to give them. Why? Because it seems like a scam. That's very enterprising of them. If they have the ability for you, who doesn't have any money, to help them out. Uh, boy, and it makes me feel better about myself. Good, I always stop at the lemonade team. stand and uh, get, then try to give them some money. Sometimes I won't even take the lemonade because they don't have a cover on it. I don't want to take it in my car. But 
Uh, it's a little bit different with your stopping at a lemonade stand for kids, for charity, and then you rip them off, which is what the Everett Police Department says somebody did. Basically, uh, they, they made a big deal about giving the kids $100. Turns out that $100 is counterfeit. Just ha- it happened just outside of uh, Seattle. 12-year-old Jeremy Rosnikoff was basically putting together a lemonade stand to raise money for his baseball team. Basically, they thought they were getting a big deal when somebody gave them $100, uh, but unfortunately, no. Uh, that money was fake. Worse yet, the guy said, all you have to do is give me 50 bucks back. So he gave him the $100, took 50 of the kid's real money, and gave him a $100 fake counterfeit bill. So actually, the kid lost money on the deal, which isn't cool. And the suspect has not been arrested. A GoFundMe has been uh, put together for the kid. Guess how much is already in there, Big J? $2 million. Not quite. $9,000. Okay. Uh, the boy, instead of being deterred now, is back to selling lemonade. So there is a lesson for all of us. Don't let one jerk ruin everything for you. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, he now says he does accept credit cards. So there's that. So, But Big J's not interested. Now he thinks you're scamming him. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. It'll be a town in October that is nothing more tired of winning here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J, you've got some Marvel Cinematic news, don't you, sir? Yeah, hey, you know, uh, throughout the day, if you, you know, uh, follow any social media platforms and and any of the news and stuff, you'll probably start seeing uh, the rumors that uh, there's going to be uh, the the Punisher being rebooted there in the Disney Plus uh, side of of entertainment and uh don't believe that hype just yet because uh here's what happened as uh, not that long ago there was uh, some rumors of this ha- happening and rosario dawson uh was uh doing a uh, recent uh panel here and i don't think it was comic-con it was c2e2 and told the audience that she found out about a punisher show happening with john bernthal now as it turns out she's walked that back and saying She'd heard something from a fan had said something. And why she would mention this during her panel, I have no idea why. It makes people happy, probably. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, who doesn't want to get everybody excited? But um, so so far as they're, they're concerned, no, nothing is of the news is happening. And, you know, they just announced everything happening in the next three years for Marvel. But, uh, and I had seen some people posting about this and I had a conversation with them. I'm like, listen, it's more than likely what's happening here is we will get some Punisher action, but it's not going to be his own show. He'll probably be a part of the Daredevil uh, show, which is going to be 18 episodes. It's a lot of episodes. That's three times more than any of the Disney Plus uh, series that they have right now. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be jam-packed in there that it's going to include things that they can't get into a movie or they don't want to. And, you know, whether we like it or not, The Punisher, one of my favorite characters, is very violent, uses guns. It's just not one of those things right now that is very popular idea that I think that Disney's going to want to be one a part of. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, right, if he, if he pops up again. But we, we also need to remember, I mean, we, we, we have these rose-colored glasses when it comes to these Netflix series, but a, a lot of them petered out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, listen, I liked, I love the Punisher and the Daredevil. I love Punisher season one, but season two was not very good. It just wasn't. And same thing with uh, with Jessica Jones. As it got on, it got 
pretty long in the tooth. The Defenders was a terrible show. I, I enjoyed very much, you know, the, the Marvel Universe that they created on Netflix in the beginning, but then it kind of petered out for me, and, uh, and, and so they have to kind of figure out where they're going with this stuff, and yeah, it's cool to see these characters again, but just make sure it's got a decent plot line and it's got some good stuff because quite frankly i mean not that any of it is god awful but some of the marvel stuff has just taken the shine off of it for me recently you know what i mean i mean phase four was not great by any stretch of the imagination i mean anything post endgame i would call mid-level at best you know what i'm saying and so, like, I mean, you couldn't even be bothered to watch Ms. Marvel. You know what I mean? And the Falcon and Winter Soldier was fine. I mean, it wasn't amazing. I don't want to revisit it. Uh, there was also, you know, the movies that they released, The Eternals. You wouldn't watch that one either. Uh, Shin-Chi was good, but not, not great. fantastic. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, but, I mean, have you revisited it? No. Okay. That's my point. I mean, the movies that you, you've watched a lot of these Marvel movies several times over. None of them have been the recent ones, I guess is my point. And so you've got some issues that they need to clear up and some stuff that they need to go into a direction. And I'm curious where that's going to go or A, if it will be any good or at least as like necessary as that first part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was. So they've got some issues they've got to figure out and hopefully they will. But we'll see what happens because everybody, all the stuff that people are really, really excited for didn't get announced. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody was geeked that we were gonna have like an X-Men return to the or coming right, to the MCU. Right. Didn't happen. Deadpool three didn't happen. You know? Uh Punisher didn't happen. So we gotta see where they go and what's going to happen and how this all kind of works in. But I'm not ready to abandon ship just yet. I'm just saying there's a reason why some of these shows didn't come back is some of them really didn't end on very good notes. Well, also the fact that you have to realize there was a whole cinematic universe happening. It was outside of what Netflix was doing, and they were kind of related, but they kind of weren't either. And so now, you know, bringing it all into the uh, House of the Mouse, maybe they'll be able to fix some of that, and it'll relate more to what the overall... But also, I mean, the second Charlie Cox shows up in No Way Home, all that stuff becomes part of the Marvel MCU, whether they like it or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just happens. They have legitimized all of it in in that one particular move no matter what happens going forward morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few short minutes we'll have another chance for you to win some stuff with us with bad impressions it's next on the x rocks j on 100.3 the x and tickets we've got a pretty big show happening next week at the rev center some 41 simple plan coming to town We'll get you set up with those here if you figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play the game called Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J, in his mind's eye, has a celebrity. He has written down three clues about that celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, then you're going to go to a concert next week. Living the good life, free of charge, just like you like. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Alan. All right, Alan, you're up first. Even though I'm a rock musician, I'm also an actor, and I've been in lots of movies like The Big Lebowski, Baby Driver, and recently in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, next. I'm the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, what's his name? Uh, This might help you. Okay. My name is a pest that your dog sometimes ends up having all over them. 
Yeah, it's flea. Also would have accepted tick. Hang on one second, buddy. You got yourself no, I wouldn't. some 41 and uh, simple plan tickets. Please, good job uh, there, Alan. And Big J, why is Flea in the news? I got to say, I I, uh, I like the way Flea rolls. And uh, recently here he had uh, posted that uh, uh, somebody had, um, had put him in a... In a Twitter uh, tweet that they had met uh, Flea and uh, had a great uh, moment and uh, that they were got a chance to really talk and, and that was a really cool thing and Flea said uh, that that is because uh, it, it, nobody asked him for a picture. He doesn't like being asked to have a picture and he goes that'll ruin the conversation right there and so Flea says uh, if we ever meet, uh, don't ask for a picture but he also tweeted out that a, a video of a fan interaction that he had on Friday mostly because because they just talked and chatted, and nobody asked for a picture or ruined it or anything. It just kind of happened organically. Well, yeah, I mean, it's nice. It's understandable. I mean, I guess people don't want to be bothered, but in a world where uh, pics or it didn't happen, it's tough to pull that off. You know what I mean? Plus, pics have replaced the autograph in in our currency world. When you meet somebody, you no longer want their autograph. You just want to take a picture with them so that you can prove that you met them and hung out with them or whatever because it lasts longer, I guess, is the point. But uh, I can understand why Flea wouldn't want to pick it up with people. Plus, he's a big star, but Jason, time for you or I. Yeah, no. No, you're right. I mean, he's high society. You guy's an Obi-Wan, man. Chased around little Leia. He doesn't have time for us give me a break uh would that pee you piss you off if you ended up like wanting to meet somebody and they didn't want to take a no. picture with you no not at all but then can i have it it's an unfair um kind of you know deal because i've had the chance to take pictures with really you know famous people before um but also i'm at a place where you know what most of the time often i won't even say oh you know i i you know be down the road i'm like ah damn i should have got a picture with them you know i mean um just kind of hanging out with, well, I was like, yes, Saturday with Pop Evil. I was hanging out with Lee, and we were just having a great conversation, and I would have been fine not to get a picture with him. But uh, the, the some of the winners that we had there wanted to get a picture, and so I was like, all right, I'll get a picture too. And he's like, okay, yeah, you need to get a picture. Yeah. But, and what did you do? You posted it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're friends. Yeah. I, will I post it when it's Lee's birthday? Probably not. <laughs> Smart, smart. But, but it is interesting that 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 people uh, don't always feel that way about yeah. it. Like you get insulted when people don't want to shake your hand, where you offer it up and they don't shake your hand, and then they become your mortal enemy for the rest of your life. Is there a story I don't remember? Josh Todd Buckcherry refused to shake your hand because you sneezed. Remember? And then stood away from but you like I you had some said, sort hey, of disease. But I also said, hey, I've been sick, and but I stood made away you, from him. It still made you very he mad. He didn't want to even use the microphone I was using. <laughs> it still made you very mad. You were very upset by that moment. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Ozzy, patient number nine here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us on this Monday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We had a chance to talk slippers, George Clooney, bad managers, and even the fact that even if you live in Florida, meth is still illegal no matter how much you like it. So that's just the way it goes. So a busy Monday show. We appreciate you hanging out. And Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, man. Dangerous times out there. Uh, if you're driving a car, it could burst into flames. And that happened to uh, the offspring as they were on their way to a show in Canada. Uh, they were caravanning in some SUVs and the vehicle in front of them, uh, something flew off of it and hit their vehicle. The next thing you know, uh, they had to get out of that vehicle because it started on fire. And um, luckily, uh, they were all able to get out of the vehicle uh, in time, but uh, they didn't get any of their luggage or any of their laptops or anything. All went up in flames. Oh, no. 
Well, uh, luckily everybody's okay. That's the good news. But yeah, you got to be careful, man. You never know. That's that's. Uh, I was just describing things to my son, who, believe it or not, was going is going to be 16 in two Crazy. months about driving. And I was just like, man. I mean, you know, the, there are professionals that do this. Like the guy I'm sure who was driving around the Offspring. That you know, you just can't account for that. And it's nine times out of ten, you're doing everything you should be doing. You got to pay attention to what other people are doing too. And sometimes that stuff is unavoidable. Just getting everybody out as safely as as you can and making the right decisions is good. We talked a lot about barbecues today too, man. Carbecues, I, I mean, like it. Between Anne Hayes and Offspring and turkeys, lots of car fires. So yeah, everybody be careful, man. Be careful. We want to make sure everybody's safe. Reminder, uh, coming up on Friday, we got another Half Price Friday at xrock.com. It is happening at 9 o'clock. You can get $50 to Weezer Classic Candy for just 25 bucks. They got handmade fudge, hand-dipped chocolates. They also have a full-service deli and great sandwiches and Idaho Source products there, too. So check it out when you can. xrock.com. It goes live at 9 o'clock. Last time we did these, these sold out in about 15 minutes. So you might want to jump on pretty quickly to make sure you grab your Half Price Friday this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.